everyone, welcome to Geeks and Freaks' very special once-in-a-lifetime, well, once-in-a-year, Star Wars review. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Rogue One, and we are going to be doing an all-spoilers review. I am Josh. That is Chandler. Say hi, Chandler. Mm. So this will be an all-spoilers review of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Spoiler review, people. This is a spoiler review. If you have not seen the movie, go see the movie first, then come back and watch us in our edited version. We will have an edited version later with like background graphics and some small stuff. But if you have seen the movie, stay. Tell us what your favorite part was. Let us know if you guys enjoyed it, what your guys' favorite part was, if you guys had issues with the movie. But up in front, we're going to tell you what we thought about it. So Chandler, right now, let's tell everyone what we would give this movie, what grade we would give this movie, so then we can explain why we gave it the grade that we did. What did you give this movie? It was good. Has flaws. Okay. So that's his answer. I thought it was best great. prequel so far though. <laughs> yeah, definitely seeing, best seeing as uh Attack of the Clones was the single worst mistake the franchise ever made. Phantom Menace is a travesty that the only good thing that came out of it is Darth Maul, the duel of the fate soundtrack. Yeah. And Revenge of the Sith was actually kinda cool when I was young, but now it's just god damn it, stop the politics and show me Star Wars. So that's his answer. Me, I saw it Thursday night with my dad. We both absolutely loved it. It is on par with uh, Empire Strikes Back. It is just as good as a regular saga film. I think I gave it 9.5. I took off a 0.5 just because the just because I had a few issues with it, a few minor issues but we'll get into those later. Um, but yeah, it is just as good as a Star Wars saga film. It is absolutely amazing, but it definitely does have flaws. No no movie is perfect, but then again, what movie is? So uh, let's actually start out with uh, the beginning. What did you think when you saw there wasn't any crawl? Any Star Wars? Bullshit. Crawl? Bullshit? Bullshit. It's My- kind of their staple. And they just shit on it. And when there was just the whole stars, title name, pan up to planet and ship, uh, no incorrect soundtrack. Director fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, like everyone in the theater like was murmuring like, "Wait, this fucking started? Where's the thing?" Like, if you can make a whole theater go, "Wait, what? No, then that's a bad thing." Yeah, you fucked it, up. it was a little weird not seeing a opening crawl, but to me, it I didn't really feel like it needed one. But I can understand. I can understand if you feel it needs one. And I can understand if fans who aren't really huge in Star Wars don't really know what's going on, they would definitely need one. But those who actually know what's going on, those who know this is Rogue One, this is set maybe a few days before Episode 4, they don't really need one. So the movie just opens up. It goes a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Then it goes straight to... They also I noticed something about the far, far away spot. Star Wars. What? They added an extra dot. No, it's, all, dot, it's dot, always dot. been four. It's always been four? Yeah, it's always been four. Huh. I, th- I thought it was... Three. A little strange that I went back and saw, oh yeah, it is four. So we start out in space. We start out with uh, Galen Erso in his farm. Really, really cool guy. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, amazing actor. I think he knocked the role out of the ballpark for this one, even for the small amount of time that we get to see him. But um, So we get to see him, get to see Jin Erso, young Jin Erso as a kid. We see the commander... Commander Krellick coming down to recruit Urso back to the Death Star because apparently they have uh, a problem. They've run into a problem with the construction. It's not going as planned. So in the trailers, they 
hype uh, Galen Urso out to be the the overall creator of the Death Star, the uh, the big the chief scientist in charge, but basically he's just one of the main scientists who helps along with the project. I mean, I think he's more than just helping. They go out of the way to kill his wife and fucking steal him from a planet. I'm pretty sure he designed the gun. (laughs) Yeah, I bet he helped, like, with the calibration of the kyber crystals, which we'll get into later. But actually, thinking about it, let's go into the troopers, the new troopers. We get to see a lot of new stormtroopers we get to see. Death Troopers, which are the all-black ones that Krillik has that kills his wife. And we get to see uh, Shore Troopers later on during the end of the film. Uh, what what were your thoughts thinking? What were your thoughts on the new Troopers, the ones that could actually shoot? I'm jumping ahead a bit, but I'm sorry. A blind man walking in a straight line slowly, muttering about the Force, is a very easy target. You can tell me, oh the force manipulated the guns and did other shit that's not how the force works you have to manipulate it use it and manifest it force and like i'll move this thing for you you have to like ask and make it and use it they still suck they look cool but they still suck just a walking blind guy they couldn't hit for shit so they blew up the thing he was standing next to i mean i like the film but I, i've had problems with it it's not my favorite Star Wars. It's not a nine out of ten. I'm I'm very critical of this one because it's first time I ever saw Darth Vader on the big screen, so I'm very critical of this one. I'll remember it fondly for a long time, but I'm gonna be critical because James Earl Jones, you reprised your role before. You should have practiced the Vader voice a little better. It did not sound like Vader for a good portion of your lines, which wasn't much. But just the pitch, the tone, something was off, man. Something was off. I get you old, but it's literally just your talking voice. Maybe he, uh, maybe try more than one take on the lines, buddy. He's getting older. It's not going to sound as good as it did it's when... just his voice. It, no, it's, he actually goes into goes into it he has a whole thing he does so that yeah, oh boy. that is i mean like it was noticeable i mean i, I love Darth vader he like if you actually saw him fight seriously for the first time on the big screen honestly at the end and that was fucking awesome oh yeah dude that he was amazing decimated those fucking rebels just like bitch nope get out of the way you're on the ceiling get it you move you're knowing he just kills them Oh, awesome. I did like the giant robot. Like, uh... K2, I think. K2SO. Yeah, I like that guy. He's sassy. (laughs) Yeah, so this movie does have an amalgamation of characters. Not an amalgamation. It has a ton of characters. You got uh, Cassian. You have K2SO. You have the old blind dude played by Donnie Yen. I can't remember his name for fucking shit because it is weird as fuck. Uh, and um, and there, are, there are a ton of characters. Jin, I think Felicity Jones did a really good job as this unknown Jin or so character. I think Cassian uh, can't remember the actor's name, but I think the actor who played Cassian did an amazing job for what he was given. Yeah, I liked him. Just a ethnic Han Solo, but I liked him. I like uh, Alan Tudyk's take on a sassy robot, that and was, that was so fucking glad. Surprisingly, they had fuck was it not Thrawn? Yeah, no, they had Grand Admiral Thrawn. Man. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, Tarkin. Sorry, Tarkin. Tarkin. I got Tarkin back. I was like, hey, it's that guy. Which is, which is a thing we'll get into. But surprisingly enough, I actually found out that Alan Tudyk is a Texas boy. Yeah, Good old Texas boy. Uh, Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. That one guy from Firefly. A bunch of other shit he does with his voice that I 
can't remember off the top of my head. His famous role for me is Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball because <laughs> Steve the Pirate is awesome. Yar, Steve the Pirate. Basically, we're introduced to uh, adult Jin Urso. She's captured for some unknown reason, and the stormtroopers are taking her to some sort of uh, camp where she will uh, work camp. And one of the things I really like about this movie is it's an actual war movie. It puts the war in Star Wars. You see the stormtroopers. Yeah, it's the second PG-13 Star Wars ever besides following the first, which was Revenge of the Sith, which should have had that title because death of a lot of people, straight-up murder, and killing of children. But so you get to see the in this you get to see the stormtroopers uh, armor. They are dirty. They're worn out. They're not shiny and new like you see them in A New Hope. But you see them. They're really tired. So you actually kind of feel a little bit slightly until until uh, Jin is rescued by Kasten and K two S O. He pulls her out. Is like. You are being rescued. Be glad. It's like, <laughs> I love this character. Yeah, he just like clotheslined her. I think I think K two is probably one of the best characters out of this movie because I I liked him better than any of the human characters to say to say the least. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mon Mothma. How does she still look? Like she, it's been three days since the filming of a new hope. It's She's because been in everyone except the prequels, and I think she might have been in Revenge of the Sith. But like, seriously, what the fuck? It's because that's not the same actress from uh, Return of the Jedi. Bullshit. No, it's not. It's the actress they originally had for Revenge of the Sith, but they put her in a deleted scene so she's not in the movie and they just brought her back for this movie yeah weird the original actress is old and gray i think but yeah this is the mon mothman here is the one they got from revenge of the sith they brought her back looks absolutely the same as the one from uh return of the jedi so yeah i can see i can see where you're coming from because she looks very similar I bet that's why they got her. And we also get to see uh <laughs> we also get to see Bail Organa again. That was that was a blast from the past because I like that see, guy. Yeah, you get to see him in the prequel movies. You could see him here once again. Yeah, see him. You're like, Yes, you get Bail Organa, he's gotta be a badass. And then we hear him say, I'm gonna return to Alron, and you're like no, Wait, don't. I wasn't expecting him to be a badass. I was just like, oh, hey, look, it's uh, Bail Organa. I was expecting so him to actually do something. I was not. I was like, okay, so I was going to throw in a comment about getting Obi-Wan and Leia, and oh, yep, there it is. Don't worry. I trust this person with my life. Smile. Walk away. You could, you could actually almost turn to the camera and like, wink. Yeah, he basically did. <laughs> I like all the little references to A New Hope. This movie marks the last time we'll ever see the original R2-T2 actor. And it was for a portion of a second. No, uh, Kenny Baker died. Wait, was that wow. C-3PO? Or? That was C-3PO and R2-D2 in the shot. I know, but which one died? I thought it was R2-D2. R2-D2 died. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the last time. Like, that, he filmed that before he died. Are you sure? I think so. He died earlier this year, and they started filming, like, two years ago. I'll look it up, but yeah. So we do get the obligatory R2-D2 and C-3PO shot. So you can definitely say they are in every single Star Wars movie, which is yeah. a thing. But yeah, it was a good movie. Um, best of the prequels, I like uh, Force Awakens better. Really, I didn't, I didn't like it as much as I liked this. Looking back, cause I watched it right after, or a day or two after I watched Rogue One. And I was like, eh, it's it's nice. It's a nice 
fan movie. It's a nice movie for the fans, but it doesn't really hold up to Rogue One. But that's just me. I like this one more because it tied together all the little loose knots that A New Hope still had. Like, why was... Yeah, like, why the fuck did a the Death Star, the biggest planet killer in the galaxy, have this one tiny little flaw, and no one ever caught it? They tell us in here, because Jen uh, Urso's dad, Galen Urso, made the little uh, made the little exhaust port so they could destroy it. And mm. his message to her, when we see her with um, Saw Gerrera, Saw Gerrera is in this movie, but we see Galen's message to his daughter, to Saw, but basically to his daughter as well, saying, I made this, I am sorry, please forgive me. There is a little thingy on the Death Star where you guys can destroy it. It must be destroyed. I am so horrified. I really, I really like that he did it, but he begrudgingly did it, and he found a way to help the rebellion, anyways. It, it's definitely a fan movie. It's made by a fan for fans, so yeah, it's... you really would expect a lot of nods and teases. So, like when we saw the one guy from the episode four cantina scene, like I'm, I am, yeah, I have. Uh... Uh... Who, who, I forget their names, but I call them Pig Face and Tusk Guy. <laughs> pig Face and Tusk Guy. Yeah. But I have um, Death Twelve Systems. That like, guy. She's like, he yeah. doesn't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> uh, that place blew up like eight seconds after that scene. How the fuck did they make it to ten? It blew up like an hour later or so. But so yeah, I could see them getting off in time. Um, but it was it was nice. It's nice to see nods. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, "Hey, it's uh, it's snout face guy, and dick his face, buddy, and his buddy weird walrus man." Yes, I know, they, I know they have names, but I don't know. So it's uh, pig face and walrus guy on the city of uh, <gasps> Jeddah. We goddamn. I kept the, th- I kept thinking they were saying Jeddah. Oh, basically that's uh, the ta- the home. It's home of like an ancient Jedi temple and order and stuff. That's one okay, of the places that, yeah, that's one of the places where the Jedi originated, Jeddah. So you can see the similarities. But in on the city of Jeddah, we get to see uh, Donnie Yen's character and his armor friend. Basically, they said they were uh, protectors of the wills, which from legends uh, is actually a thing, the wills there. Protectors of the Force, or something like that. So it's really cool that the heads of Star Force Wars that aren't Jedi. Yeah, uh, yeah, basically. But it's really cool to see the heads of Lucasfilm bringing stuff in that people really enjoyed from the non-canon universe into mm-hmm. the actual canon universe. Yeah, like, like even at the very end, we'll skip like the entire movie now. Like at the very end, the uh, Mon Calamar, I can't remember the admiral's the captain's name, but he says, "Bring it out." Wasn't Akbar? It wasn't Akbar, but it looked or something like that. Something like that. But he said, "Bring out the Hammerhead Corvette," and (laughs) I thought that was really cool because that's from the original Star Wars role playing game. That's not, oh. yeah, that that was really cool. It's not in any other canon adaptation. It just came out from the original role-playing right. game. That was cool. Me and my dad were sitting there like, why didn't they use this in any of the other movies? That would have been cool. That would have been such a game changer. But that was cool. They disabled a ship. They rammed into it and basically pushed it into the force field. At first, I was like, oh, cool. They're just going to... Oh, no, it's in for... Oh, shit. And then the stores <laughs> plow into each other. Like, boom, boom. Like, that seems like a good plan that they should have used before now. <laughs> well, I say that, but this is happens before all the other shit, so it's a good plan they never use again. Okay, uh, so have you seen any of the Clone Wars or you barely seen Rebels? Have you seen Clone Wars, the TV the show? animated? Um, before last year, before Force Awakens came out, I got through like three seasons of it. Okay. 
I mean, after season around season three, it really starts to pick up. But um, yeah, so, let's take it here. Yeah, but uh, but besides the fact, did did I don't know if you got to the part uh, where they introduced Saw Gerrera, but they do bring him into the movie, and they have Forrest Whitaker playing the character. I don't think there really is a better actor to play a mercenary. He's got a wonky eye, but I like that guy. He's he's got a wonky eye. Surprisingly, he is a little stranger than I would actually have imagined because I heard someone else who reviewed this movie basically call him a good Darth Vader because he has robot hands, robot legs, and he has a respirator. So he does not. He did not sound like I thought he was going to sound. No, he sounded much wheezier, a little more strained, yeah, higher pitched. Yeah, in the trailers you see him bald in bald when he's saying like, uh, "When they capture you, what will you do? What will you become?" And yeah. I was really expecting that to be in the movie, and I'm sad that it wasn't in there. And and he was bald during that scene, so they did have extensive. He was bald at the start. Oh, he was bald. He picked start. up the baby. I wonder if they had like a ten-minute scene with a younger Jin Urso where they said that scene. I like the reshoots that they did, but I don't think some of them worked as well as they could have. Like in the trailers for Rogue One, you see Mon Mothma say specifically to Jin Urso, we have a mission for you. But in the movie, uh, they don't really say that. They just gather around at the table, all the heads of the alliances like, we need to do this. No, we don't. You know, it's yeah, suicide. Like, hey, you're, you're, you're doing this for us. Get over it. Yeah. So what I would have liked to see is they decide not to do it, but then Mon Mothma says, all right, we won't do it, but is there anyone who would? And I would have liked to see Jin them say that and Jin go like, I'll do it. And then Cassian go, I will do it. And K2SO say, ah, I'll follow him. I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> and a bunch of other people just join up. like, yeah, we'll do it. It's a suicide mission anyway, whatever. I like the way they did it a little better. I mean, like, they're just like, ah, fuck it, let's just do it anyway. <laughs> and I, that's a mindset I can get behind. From what I heard, there are, there were a lot of reshoots. I really couldn't tell too much, but there was a lot of uh, editing issues as well. Apparently, one guy said uh, the director, Krellen, was it Krellen or Krellick? I forget. Uh, director Krellick looked into the camera very briefly. Like, oh, that's not good. Anyways. Um, I mean, <laughs> did you see fucking Boba Fett's camera spike in New Hope? He stares at it while walking away for like 10 seconds. <laughs> like know. straight into the lens. We're at the point where we can actually talk about uh, the Darth Vader scene where Director Krellick goes to... Darth Vader's castle, which is fucking on Mustafar. It's yeah. been confirmed. I like that. Yeah, it was Mustafar. It's the one planet they didn't name when they were outside of it. it specifically, of they, shit. they specifically didn't name, which was kind of like, hmm, I, I wonder. At that point. Duh. It's kind of obvious. I mean, Lava City, he would have exceptionally strong feelings about being back there again, which would activate the dark forces in him. Yeah, that's where he, Darth Vader was basically born. Yeah, it's where it's fucking. And it's really cool because in non-canon, Star uh, Darth Vader had a castle, and this they bring back his castle. castle. <laughs> I want a dark castle. Yeah, a dark castle on a lava planet. So director Krellick goes to Mosafar. We see. You remember you were talking about uh, that character in the cloak going up to the back to tank. That yes. Is but just some fucking dude. Just some fucking random servant dude. Let me down a bit. Let me down a bit. It would have been nice. I was glad we... to see who was in the back to tank. Let me down a bit. I like to see. I liked that we got to see Darth Vader vulnerable once again in a back to tank. See his 
part of his burning yeah, before body. Yeah, the question was, who was the kneeling before the back to tank, and who was in it? It was the combination of the two, and now it's just Vader's fucking Alfred the butler. Vader has a butler. It's an entire universe. You could have thrown in a friendly face, or a face you've seen before. Darth Vader puts a suit on, he comes out. We see the doors open, then we see the shadow just... Coming across Krellick, it's like, it's like, you see Darth Vader back again on the big screen. First time in a while. It's nice. God damn it, him fighting at the end was the coolest. Yes. Just didn't give a fuck. Just cut down everything. Now, you say that uh, James Earl Jones had some sort of tweak in his voice. Look, it wasn't as good, but it, I, it, said, I still There were parts where it went a bit too high. It was good for not having done it in years, but it just went a bit too high in some places. Well, he has done it in – he has played Vader yeah, he, he was, in Rebels. Played in the, yeah. But then he didn't talk much. He just tried to kill Ahsoka. True. So we get that, we get the very weird pun from Vader. He's, he stomps, we see Krellick choking on something slightly, and then we get the turn, and Vader has the iconic choke hole, and he's like, don't choke on your aspirations. Oh my god, they did that. <laughs> that was a little strange. Funny, I liked it. funny but it strange. shows a bit of the Anakin still in there, because it's before he's gone like full... I mean, he's still a puppet of the Dark <laughs> Emperor, but he's still like a tiny bit of fucking Anakin. And Anakin was a quippy Of course, at the end, we see that he doesn't really give a fuck about anyone and goes blasting off on everyone. But I like this. He's a little political. It's like, Crow comes, he's like, Tarkin took the Death Star, he took my baby. Vader's like, there is no Death Star. The Empire does not acknowledge a Death Star. You have nothing, basically. And Krog's like, okay, so there's no Death Star, but I'm still in command, right? And then he force chokes him. I like I like, I that. like Vader. Yeah, I like, I like Vader. I like Vader. Oh, Vader. Vader is the ultimate horror villain. George Lucas, I believe, is either George Lucas or Steven Spielberg once during believe it was new hope said talking about Vader. like how did you get this universally feared character it's like all right so we designed a man gave him a horrifying look and that alone would make you like him i'm paraphrasing here i forget the exact quote so i'm just kind of yeah you're fine get, 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 get the gist across you created a character and how do we make everyone know He's the evilest motherfucker on the world. Well, you would make a character. You hand him a kitten, and then you have him break the kitten's neck. <laughs> and that was his killing Obi-Wan moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I guess it was also Alderaan. But, yeah, that, that's how they described making Darth Vader. You make a character, and if you want everyone to hate him, you just give him a kitten. You just hand them a metaphorical kitten and have it snuff the life out with no emotion. Oh my god, I could actually kind of see him doing that. Also, at the first, like, 15 minutes of New Hope, Leia has a British accent. Yeah. In in A New Hope... And then it's, like, does. a little short to be a stormtrooper, aren't you? And then it's just back to full, like, normal Carrie Fisher. Carrie didn't really know too much how to play the character out. When, well, that makes sense. It's At the time, I was there was no EU. There's no continuity there's just like hey uh, you're a fucking space princess captured by basically space Hitler. go mm-hmm. i mean it worked for mm-hmm. the the most part but then i like uh carrie's actual voice 19 year old carrie fisher yeah. yeah god was she 19 she was 19 so can we actually get to the actual uh part where the rebels have to get the plans to the death star yes Okay, so they find out that the plans to the Death Star are on a planet called Scarif. It is a planet surrounded by a force field. They go down into the force field, and basically it's just Kasdan, Jin, and K2 
they have to get some disguises, go inside, and find the Death Star plants, which, oddly enough, are nicknamed a Stardust, which is her name from her dad. Her nickname, yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. It's like, I love you so much, I'm going to name this horrible, these horrible plans after I you. mean, for the most part, I think it wasn't like, this is for you. It's so she would know what she was looking at. Also, there yeah. are a bunch of lists of the names that went over. Black Saber and a bunch of the other ones are from continuity. So Rogue One gives us a band of characters. And this can be compared to something like uh, Band of Brothers or Saving Pri- Private Ryan. Yeah, just at like a, that, the Lone Squadron. At least that's what my dad says. And yeah, yeah, basically. So gives you a bunch of characters that, for the most part, you care about some of them. Others, not really. Basically, they're just cannon fodder, and you really connect oh, with quite a few. The most, the one I really connected to the most was K2SO, because goddamn, his death scene was just the best. That was, that was just like goddamn, dude. Good for you. It's like he's killing everyone. He's killing stormtroopers left and right. Stormtroopers hitting him. <laughs> like he doesn't right. even like, stop to think about it. He's just like. Doing his own thing, talking, and also shooting. Like, well, you what, see, it's going to be pew, pew over there. In the... That's awesome. What's cool is that throughout the entire movie, it's like, why does she have a gun? Why does she get a gun? Why can't I have a gun? And then at the end, Jin gives her a gun. He's like, here, take this. For me, Jin, you surprise me. You keep surprising me. And that was cool. I was like, yeah, right on you, man. And then at the mm-hmm. end, when he knew he was going to actually die, it was like, this is the end. I'm closing the doors. Goodbye. Funk. Dead. Best death scene. At least this gets the whole the Rogue One crew becomes the Knights of Ren thing out of the way. Nope. All dead. Oh, yeah. And all of them dead. That also, w- it'd be like most of them are old, and it would be like another uh, let's see, at the time 30? Like 50 years. 30 no, years. No, this happened. Yeah, 30 years. I was thinking this. For some reason, I was like, well, this happens a little bit before New Hope. Nope, it happens the day of New Hope. It's like 30 years, so yeah. No, they're not the Knights of Ren. They'd be old as fuck. Yeah, I went into this thing and, yeah, they're all gonna also, die. Also, super dead. Oh, fuck. Super None dead. None of them come back. Just tidal Wave and Hellfire, they're all... Uh... They're all fucked. I thought the fight on the beach was one of the best because basically what the Rogue One crew is supposed to was doing is distracting the Empire so that they can get the the, the star plans. Like, yeah, they knew they were gonna die. Make ten men feel like a hundred. That was they did. God damn. That was cool. Yeah, they spread the fuck out. They had bombs everywhere. Yeah, it seemed like there were a few too many explosions going off. Like, how the fuck did they cross that body of water without getting caught? That was what I was thinking, too. It was like, how did they... They didn't just swim for it. They got gear and shit. Yeah. I thought it was cool how they brought in new AT-ATs. A new type of AT-AT. Yeah, the awesome. I think it was more like a carrier ATAT. Yeah, it was more of like the, the body was empty. Mm-hmm. I think they're just from like troop movement and equipment movement, but also jacket guns for, you know, protecting them. Yeah, those are cool. I like I like the new stormtroopers. They did look cool, like all the new ones, but still stormtroopers. The blind guy is a better shot than the stormtroopers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is... And his fucking uh, staff turns into like turns into uh, like a bowcaster like thing. Yeah. Turns also, uh, Asian blind Asian man and his gunner friend, uh, JJ's talked about it. They're talking about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay together, and that's cool. No, he's no. I watched the I watched an interview. He said he's he's like, I think he's I th- he said. Uh, paraphrasing man, the, the interview with the director. He's like. I mean, yeah, if people want to read subtext to do it, it's a, it's a very, like, the director's like, yeah, I'm, he's, fine. like, he hasn't go like, yes, okay, he's like, eh, if people yeah. want to read into it, like, I, he gave them something to read into, and if they want, if that's how they choose to do it, then yeah, I choose to read it, but you know what, good for them. I mean, yes, not, they Star Wars, why not? 
Yeah, they don't specifically say they're gay, but people can read into subtext if they want to. I mean, after losing his buddy, he just goes on a suicide run. That seems a bit weird. After losing the guy he loves, he's like, oh, fuck it. Fuck you. That makes a little more sense to me. But... Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't mind it. You would I, have to. I, I, I like to think they're gay. I mean, good. I'm not gay myself. You know what? Good for you. Uh, good for giving us the option. Like, there's a billion trillion galaxies out there, a billion trillion worlds. Yeah, they, you'd they have always to, you'd the have galaxy. to think. There's way more fucking planets in the Star Wars universe, and that's why we call it the universe, than just like a galaxy's worth of planets. Milky Way yeah. Galaxy is like 12 planets, maybe. They don't know. <laughs> we don't even know how many are. But yeah, there's billions and trillions of galaxies, worlds out the there. You gotta think there's someone. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I don't mind it too much. You know if what? they are calling it now, pig face and um, walrus butt face. Okay, <sighs> calling it now. <laughs> They're all over the universe doing their little buddy buddy thing. Okay. Everyone, I'm back on Yavin Four, and we finally see Yavin Four again. Yeah, we got a few more, some actual yeah. shots of Yavin. And we get to see that one guy in the towers, like, I'm still here. He's like, yeah, there's a. I'm up here if you want to talk. Why did you assign me? You know I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> then the fleet comes. Yay. Everyone's saved. Or we think so. I love X-Wings. They're so fucking awesome. I wish they'd thrown in like an Ahsoka somewhere in there. Like just in the fucking background even. Uh, I don't. We really don't know what her fate will be because they said that the series might go for five or six seasons. Mm-hmm. So. We don't really know what her fate could be. She could be dead by then. Or somehow she could still be alive and we could see her in episode eight. That'd be cool. Oh, she'd be old. Well, she'd be don't really know old. how old. She's she, not a Twi'lek. I forget what she is. but tor- She's a Tortuga. She's a turtle? She's the Spanish some, word for turtle? Torgruda. I think that's uh, Torgruda. Anyone who's listening to this or watching this... Let me know in the comments if I was right, Torgruda or Tortuga. But yeah, um, the fleet comes down. They just start bombarding the Empire. The Empire's like, oh shit, the entire rebellion fleet is here. We're fucked. Then we get to see a enormous amount of TIE fighters, way more than we've seen before. Yeah, it's... That was a lot of fucking TIE fighters. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, I like the I liked how they got the plans out because once the whoops once the uh, shields are up, they can't beam anything out. Because in episode four, they said that the plans were beamed out into them into yeah. the ship. So here. They have to take down the shield, get the get the plans to the tower and beam them out. And man, you actually, when you see the movie, you actually think that, oh man, shit, are they going to actually make it? Barely. They barely make it. Yeah, they really just ride in the nick of fucking time. Barely in, barely in the nick of time. I, th- it really is hard seeing everyone die because basically everyone does die i mean i went in expecting like, <laughs> the second the crew just kind of snuck off i'm like oh yeah they're all, uh. by by that time it was like by the yeah by that time i was actually thinking like oh shit what if they actually make it out yeah could they actually make it out they could actually make it out but then boom boom boom, boom. nope Dead as doornails. It's nice to see that all robots have the R2-D2 magic thumb drive penis thing. <laughs> the magic Star Wars penis. that It just plugs into computers and can do anything from anywhere. I see it. I need you to open the sunroof on the third level of the prisoner base 6. Okay. R2-D2's <laughs> in like the basement of the kitchen. It's the ex machina of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, that's computers. Everything's connected to everything else. Actually getting to the end now, finally. Um, They get the plans out. You see them uploading, transmitting to the ship. They get them. They turn around to leave. And just as 
everyone's leaving. Darth Vader's ship, the Interceptor, comes in and just plows into some rebel ships. Just like destroys them right out of hyperspace. What's really cool is that they actually use the Death Star properly. They don't blow up plants in this. They just test it. They test it on Jeddah. They test it here on Scarif because Director Krillin is on Scarif who's trying to get the plans, trying to stop the rebels. And Tarkin just up in the Death Star is like, you may fall when ready. And he just decimated that place. Kills Krellick. And Tarkin is like, <laughs> oh well. Fuck you. This is my battle station now. Let's actually skip to the very, very end really quick. We see a CGI Leia. We see a CGI Princess Leia. I really wish we hadn't, but it's nice. What did you think of the CGI for the main two characters in this, uh, Tarkin and Leia? Wait, Tarkin was CGI? Tarkin was CGI. Why? Because uh, the actor, Peter Cushing, is long dead. Oh, is he? Fuck. Yeah. I th- oh, shit. I was, wow, I'm an idiot. I was like, holy shit. He's looking pretty good for, I don't know, old as fuck. He is okay. been dead for your uh, few decades. Didn't realize that. Shit. Oh, well, that one obviously was blown well enough for me to not notice it, even though I love that character. So good for that. But the Leia one seemed to have been whitewashed. Yeah, my well, dad, that's, that's not the right term. It seemed very pale and makeup-y. My dad described it as her face was a little fatter. I mean, for the most part, they could have like kept the voice in perfectly and just had the shot from the back be perfectly fine. Just someone mm-hmm. in the dress and the shawl. Have her turn her head a bit just to see the buns in her hair, but maybe not like show the whole face. That would have been like... A, preferable to me than CGI Carrie Fisher. So it's nice to hear that for you, not knowing that the actor Peter Cushing is dead, it's nice to hear that you thought the uh, CGI for Tarkin was absolute on point. And I mean, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I didn't, I didn't catch it. Yeah, but for me, one who actually knew who knew that the actor was dead, it it was a little jarring seeing a completely CGI character next to actual real people, but for the technology of this time, they're getting very damn close to making a near-perfect CG complete I'll give character. it to the guy who played the director. Like, they probably had a stand-in for Tarkin. Like, just the body, probably. I don't know how that practice works for dead people, but, like, maybe if there was just an empty slot where there's no one standing, he was convincingly angry at the air. Oh, yeah. Did like Tarkin that. really need to be in this movie? What What do you think on that? If he was alive, yes. Which is what I thought. Um, <laughs> dead. They went with a familiar face that we all know is an asshole, so that was a good choice. Yeah, when we first meet Tarkin, it's just a reflection in a screen, in a window. I was like, oh, shit. Cool. We're getting Tarkin. They're not going to show Tarkin because he's dead. Oh, my God. And then they turn around. Like, in the original oh, trailer, I thought cool. it was supposed to be Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, we all thought in the beginning of the trailer that uh, director Krennic was Thrawn. But no, nah, we probably won't get him in a live action movie, unfortunately. I mean, he's in Rebels, right? Yeah, he's in Rebels, but I don't think we'll. Un- unfortunately, I don't think we'll actually ever get him in a live action movie. That'll be sad if we'll we don't. Hopefully, we do because he's the fucking best character in the entire Star Wars universe, besides Vader. For me, knowing that it, that he was CGI and knowing that the character that the actor was dead, I don't think that they should have had him. I don't think they should have had Tarkin in the movie as much as they did. I mean. In this movie, he had more screen time, more lines than he did in episode four, apparently. So it was like, yeah, he didn't have a lot before. But it was nice seeing Tarkin back on the big screen because the only other actual real canon Tarkin we have is the book Tarkin. Yeah. And still, he's a badass in that too. 
So we're getting to the end. We can finally talk about the scene. Vader fucking shit up. Vader fucking shit up. He's just, just like, just walks down a hallway. So this seemingly is, effortlessly killing. This is one. This is one of the best and the most suspenseful. The hallway ones. was dark. All you could hear was. <sighs> and then you just see it red. Ah, uh, so I might see it again a third time just for that scene. Oh, uh, dude, you you finally see them actually getting the plans. Hands down, best part of the movie. Yeah, the plans are basically just a floppy disk. Take it, take it, go, hurry, run, just run, like, take it, hand it off, hand it he off, just go, doesn't go, get, Like he knows he's fucked. He's just like, take this and go, Jesus. So should we give a little uh, context to this? Yeah, I'm going to give a little context. So we get the plans, basically a floppy disk. We get to see the original, like, white dotted Death Star from Episode 4. We get the floppy disk. They're going. They're running to the door. It's jammed. Lights go dead. We hear <laughs> Then a lightsaber lights. Darth Vader. And there's just Vader. He's everyone's swarmed. Everyone's shocked. They're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? Oh, shit. That's Vader. Get him! He's real. They blast him. They just blast him. And he's just deflecting every single one. He's lifting one handed. Like he's force. not even using two hands on the lights. He's using the force with one hand. He's flipping him off the ground. He's pushing him off. He crushes the. He crushes the uh, guns out of everyone's hands. He just slices and dies in everyone. Just killing them all with his lightsaber. The guy at the back is like, "Oh fuck, save us, save us, save us!" And then he looks, "Oh fuck, take it, take it, take it, take it. We're dead. We're fucked. We're fucked." The guy oh, he stabs him through the back and through the door. Oh, I thought that was awesome. Lies the door open with his corpse with a lightsaber. Everyone, the guy takes his handing off. He's Vader's kill. I was like, take it, take it, take it, fucking take it. They get to the ship. It's like, close the door. Oh, barely made it. Leia's ship goes into hyperdrive immediately. Oh, they barely made it. We get that cool scene with Vader almost out in space. It's like, dun, 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 dun. God damn, that music hitting you with the reverb is just the best feeling. <laughs> it's like, oh, this made the movie, this made the movie. You can feel it and just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Speaking of music and sounds, we actually didn't talk about this much. Did you think... <laughs> The composer did a good job. What were your thoughts on the actual soundtrack yes, for this? All of it. Minus 20 points for not starting with the Star Wars fucking song. That wasn't in it at all. And it's dumb for Star Wars not to have the Star Wars soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, I it guess was. That's the was, thing they're going for, but it just bad decision it was a little disappointing that they didn't have someone who could somewhat mimic or somewhat uh get on par with john williams i'm sorry if your movie has the word star wars in the title it doesn't start with the chorus of the trumpets then you're you've done a bad job even even the Rogue One, or not even the Rebels TV show has the composer use John Williams' soundtracks and mix it with his own to make it actually feel like Star Wars. To Just, me, he fucked up. The rest of it was good, but he fucked up in the beginning. To like me, he tried to make his own song that just didn't hit yeah. at all. To me personally, I didn't really feel like they did a good job with the soundtrack at all they missed a huge opportunity just for me just for me personally for you i can understand because yeah but for me personally i they think they missed a huge opportunity to use williams's iconic empire or imperial march with uh, darth vader they're don 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 they didn't use that at all in the movie but I thought the soundtrack was very memorable less. I I can't even remember a single tune from the movie. It's like in the Actually, original, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. In the Star Wars saga movies, you remember almost every almost every song in there. You remember Luke's song? 
you remember uh you remember you remember duel of the fates that Darth Maul, only good parts of Phantom Oh, yeah. And but yes, sadly for me, I thought the uh, the soundtrack was one of the very weak points of the movie. It didn't... It very much was. It was very forgettable for me. All right, so uh, do you have any other points? Any likes, favorite moments, dislikes for this Vader, movie? Vader stole the show. Vader definitely stole the show. I really want to see a Vader trilogy. I want to see Vader in his prime between episode three Just and hunting four. Jedi. Yes, hunting Jedi. We never get to see that. We never saw that in episode three and just decimating everyone. It's all on hologram. I want to see Darth Vader actually being fucking badass. Oh man, that that'd be so cool to see a Vader movie or a Vader trilogy. That would be so awesome. Yes, it would. Even with all this, do you still not have a score for the movie? Seven point four. Seven point four for Chandler. It's a seven point four for me. I thought it was a nine point five on par with Episode Five, but that is just me. That's just me, my opinion. That is just Chandler's opinion. Those are just our opinions. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for staying tuned to, for watching this Rogue One Star Wars story movie review. Thank you guys. Stay tuned. It was go watch Rogue One if nothing else for the Vader scene. It was a blast. Let us know. Let us know in the comments what you guys thought. If you guys much like tuned. the Death Star blowing up planets. Oh yeah, let us know a in the blast. comments what you thought. That was a blast. So, that was a bad pun. <laughs> that was a bad pun. We'll see you guys in two weeks. We're taking a break. Until next time, may the force be with you always.